Well, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back once again to the Ascent Podcast. My name is Brian, and I'll be your guide as we continue to work our way towards self-excellence. Today, we're going to get into talking about discipline versus focus, and which one of those is most important as you continue to strive in your life to become your best self, uh, succeed at the things you would like to succeed in, and continue to just evolve to the next level in life. One of the things I think people get confused is they look at those two words and they think discipline, focus are the same thing, and they're really not at all. So that's what we're going to talk about today is just sharing some of the things that really differentiate the things between the two, and then also talk about how you continue, how you continue to grow and evolve each side of that coin, your personal discipline as well as your personal focus. So stick around. Let's get into it. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning, B. I'm I'm doing well, actually. Doing well. Very, very good. I can do with a little good. bit more sleep, but uh, other than that, that's another <laughs> It is bright and early for us this morning, but let's let's get into this. So a couple of things. I want to start by talking about uh, obviously focus versus discipline. And you know, we were just talking a little bit uh, kind of in the green room before we started about how a lot of people look at them and say that they are the same or that they are tied together. And in some ways, yes, that is true. However, they are definitely markedly different from their approach, how you should approach them, and also, uh, I think, the relevance that they can have in your day-to-day life and as you continue to move forward. So I'm going to put the question to you. When you think focus and discipline initially at a surface level, what are the similarities and what are some of the things that you think are different between those two terms? Well, I mean, you can start out with just a I guess a book definition to begin with, you can start out. So book definition of discipline is, is centered around centered around rules or codes of behavior. Okay. And focus is the ability to concentrate uh, your attentions or effort on a goal, wish, or desire. Got it. Okay. That that that's a great place to start. So it 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 really shows that there is a delineation between the two. One of the things that I, and obviously a little bit of research into it, and just trying to say, okay, why are they so similar, but then also so different? And one of the baseline things that I came to was uh, talking about internal versus external. And what this was saying is what are the factors that impact your discipline or your focus? And as it turns out, which is very interesting, most of the factors that are going to be impacting your discipline or internal factors, so things within you that impact your discipline and how disciplined you are, whereas with your focus, it's external factors. So it's things out in the world that are impacting your ability to focus because they are distracting you from staying focused. So that's, a, I think, a key component to really look at is just start to think of this as internal versus external and how are you then managing these different things, these different components? And, and, but first step first is not just, you can't manage what you are unaware of. So how about we stay on the awareness side of this? Because I think self-awareness is, is a big piece of it. And, and just trying to determine, you know, am I focused? Am I not focused? How, am I a disciplined person or am I not a disciplined person? So you get the answers to that, the yes, no's, maybes, scale of one to 10, I'm a six, however you want to rate it. 
And then you start to determine why is it that that's where I am or why, what can I start to do to become stronger, better, more disciplined, and more focused as I move forward. So with that in mind, well, how about you share some of the things you've done? Uh, and we'll start with um, discipline first, to try to keep and stay on a disciplined pathway. I think the, the, the simple way from me and, and I, I, I obviously it's me we're talking about um i'm a guy that i, I thought about the, i was actually thinking about this yesterday um you think about when you were young mm-hmm. in your formative years mm-hmm. um, there were rules put into place there were my mother was um uh, she was a she was a rules person um my mother would also she was that type of person that um it was about the repetition so you know something is i thought was kind of ludicrous in the beginning was like setting your clothes out at night for the Mm. next day Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. uh different things like that um setting you know i'm i'm into routines today as a as as an adult uh fully functional adult i'm in that my routines are, are everything for me you know, I like schedules. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm, I don't want them to be so rigid that it turns you off because that will happen. But I want, I, I want, when you have schedules and routines, you got to, you have to embrace them. Now there's Correct. certain things that are, you know, they're negotiable and there's certain things that are not negotiable, but mm-hmm. I have found in the course of my growing up as a man, um, that, that those routines are great, you know, uh, no, you know, waking up in the morning, knowing what I'm going to, you know, typically knowing what I'm going to wear, um, knowing that at nine o'clock, I'm going to, you know, nine or 10 o'clock, I'm going to do X, 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 uh, stuff like that. Um, I think that's become a lot more, um, mandatory, especially for somebody like me who a certain part of my time, I work from home, things of that nature. Um, but I think when you have rules and when you have routines, it, it actually creates comfort, you know, mm. it creates it and it lessens chaos. Okay. I don't do, I can manage chaos from time to time, but I don't like to live in chaos. I don't thrive in chaos mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, you know, you know, it. I, even something as mundane as my swim days. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday are my swim days. With routines and with discipline and with rules, you have honestly, I believe you have things to look forward to. You know, especially. You know, when, go ahead. No, I was going to say I, I like that you equated that to chaos or, or managing chaos because that is definitely something that discipline can absolutely help you do. Uh, to, to keep things in a more orderly way and, and fashion within your life uh, to have as best you can because you know life is unpredictable but to have some type of control uh, of the, the, the activities that you're going to have each day a discipline really does do that for you and gives you more predictability I, I guess it's probably a, a better way to look at it about what's going to be happening in, in your life from day to day because you, you have mapped it out. You have a certain discipline. Uh, I, I want to bring up something because, you know, you talked about putting out your clothes. And, you know, mom said, put your clothes out for the next day, you know, so you, you have that. 
And uh, my mom was kind of the same. So I can absolutely relate to that. You know, make sure you iron it tonight, not in the morning. Make sure you do this now, not tomorrow, that, that kind of stuff. Um, but there's a, a famous speech out by a, a Admiral, and it's Admiral McRaven. And he's a Navy SEAL, and he works as well to be an Admiral in the Navy. And this speech is very famous because it talks literally about doing one task every day. And he says, if you do this one task every day, it will shape and form your life as you go forward. And then the title of the speech is just make your bed, literally. And this is what he says, is that, you know, you want to make sure that every day you at least start your day by completing that one that one task, right? So A, that sets in, in place a discipline because no matter how you're feeling in the morning, you, you, if you're running late, gotta make the bed before I leave the house, right? So you, you have right. that to kind of drive you. And his, his logic behind it is that means that every day, first thing in the morning, you will have completed, successfully completed a task. So you psychologically have set yourself up on this road of moving forward that I can check. You know, I got I got my, my check mark to start my day. So just mentally and emotionally, it puts you on a positive path uh, every day. And when you continue that every day, feeds into many other areas of your life. So I do like that from a, a discipline standpoint and just maybe finding something and, you know, for our audience out there, maybe finding that one thing that is a positive for you, because it could be different things for different people. Uh, obviously being a military person, they're very stringent on how the bed is made and tucking the corners and, and right. all of that. So that was an important thing for him, but finding that thing within your life that you can do every day. Uh, doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just a, about the repetition and the discipline of doing it because it sets your mindset on a positive path. And, uh, and that's very important. Uh, we have one more person who's going to join us uh, and she's going to jump in right now. So we'll say uh, hello to Erica and have her join us here. Hi. Hello. 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 How are y'all? Good to see you. Hey, how you doing, Erica? Yeah, doing great, doing great. I'm here on Galveston Island this time. I'm okay, so you, Hotel. <laughs> yeah. you're traveling again. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us. I know that uh, this was kind of a last minute change, and I really appreciate you jumping in. And oh, no, as, as we're, t we're talking about, obviously, the differences between discipline and focus. Uh, so now that you've joined, uh, I, I'll kind of throw the question to you that I threw to Chris a little bit ago. And that really is, you know, the two get compared or saying that they're the same a lot, but they're very different things. So when someone asks you, what are the similarities or what are the differences between discipline and focus at, you know, kind of a, a descriptive level, what would be your answer to that? Um, focus <laughs> on the basic level, focus is um, what I want to do. And then discipline is what I hate to do. Basically, <laughs> I'll make it very simplistic. Focus, I wake up, I'm wanting to be focused. It's like always, Erica, be focused. Because that's something you get it in, ingrained, right, from your parents. They say focus, they focus, they focus. But the discipline part, that's something, that's all the stuff that I dislike doing. When I think about focusing, I'm thinking about, okay, I have to concentrate because I really want to get this. Discipline, mm -hmm. that's me just forcing myself to do it and then trying to create it into a habit. Um, that's, that's how I work. That's how okay. my body and mind function. 
Well, that's good. So let's just stay with that piece of it for a second. Uh, and let's talk about habits, um, because I think that's that's a big piece of discipline is the habit side of it. And as we know, uh, we all get into good habits and some not so good habits. I'm not going to say bad. I'm just going to say not so good habits. Uh, we all have some of those. What do, does it take for you, Erica, to form a new habit? And and, 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 and again, let's really think about this in, from two layers. First, breaking the old habit and then formulating a new habit. What processes have you kind of developed and gone through to be able to do that? For me, I have to write it down. I have to write down what the actions are and the times that I'm going to do the actions and then make sure that I have that nearby in a journal. And I just keep reflecting on it throughout the day. Make sure I look, okay, this is that, this is that. One of the things that I did um, after I had chemotherapy I had very uh, bad short-term memory. So mm. I would literally have to write down, wake up, drink water, stretch, and then like every single step of the day wow. until it became a habit again, simply because you just forget. And you could go a whole day without drinking a certain amount of water or without eating something or taking your meds, right? So I had to, I learned to write everything down from just detail. And then um, afterwards, and I would get, have a coach and the coach would say, well, I want you to take a journal and go through your day and write down everything. And that reminded me that after chemotherapy, that's really what I had to do again. Everyone should take out some time and write down every little step of their day. And then you can kind of see where your time is being wasted. Mm -hmm. And you can, the goals that you're setting for yourself, you can start actually plugging in the activities that you should be doing uh, in those in those uh, blocks of time that you really see that you're wasting a lot. Wow, that's interesting. Um, just from a standpoint of the mm. regular things like drink water. I mean, you know, who, who would think you'd have to make a note to remind yourself to do something as routine as that? But that's important to note that sometimes that is the level of detail that you need to go to when, you know, you start to pull these things together uh, to start to create a, a, a disciplined path and develop those routines and those habits. Uh, I, I find that to be very interesting. You know, Chris, we were just talking a few minutes ago and we were talking about, um, you know, the consistency, persistency pieces of it, you know, and, and what that takes too from a discipline standpoint. And, you know, I, I know for you, you have these routines that you'd like to try to stay within. And I always reflect back after for knowing you for years, uh, going to the gym is, is one that I'll bring up. And I know that there was a, a point in time where it was literally almost like oxygen to you to get out and be able to do that. Share a little bit about why that repetition, going to the gym, having that routine in your life kind of helped keep everything all straight and square for you. Well, I mean, it's probably born out of the fact that, um, you know, I've, I've, I have this uh, uh, propensity for taking on a lot of things. And um, really, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, it, it's not a secret. I mean, I'm kind of a big guy and I've, you know, I've gone back and forth with, you know, and this is another, another subject, for another podcast for another day. But what I found was, you know, I think, I think a lot of things we do in life or hopefully with the uh, the payoff being that we we get a good outcome, we get a good mm-hmm. feeling from it. 
And uh, for me, it's, it's any feeling of accomplishment. So um, once I once I found the gym, um, it was one of those type of things where I could look, you know, you could see the improvements, you know, especially when I really zeroed in on it. I got these these great improvements and these these things you could see. And mm -hmm. I'm a, you know, and you know this about me. I'm a very visual person. So mm -hmm. for you, know, I'm a visual learner. And when I'm, I'm able to visualize something or see something, then that motivates me even more to stay with it. Um, you know, now, like I said, I, I was just thinking about this this morning when I woke up. I haven't been in the gym in two or three weeks um, because I've been dealing with some other uh, health issues. And, and just and some of it's, some, and to be honest with you, some of it's, it's emotional. So uh, I'm trying to work my way back to that. But in the meantime, my saving grace is my swims. So mm -hmm. I don't, I have not, I, I can't tell you the last time I missed a swim day. Cause I, Brian and I were talking about this earlier, um, Bridget or Erica. Um, I swim Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, pretty much religiously. As long as it, you know, unless my schedule says otherwise, um, I, I do what I got to do. I take care of my business and then I, I go to the water. It's a, it's kind of a, it's a process for me. So those, I pack a lunch, I do a short run, walk slash walk. Then I'm in the water for, and, and you know, I got, I went and bought a dive watch so I could figure out how much time I'm in the water. And typically I want to be in the water, depending on the day, I want to be in the water 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Sometimes that spans into an hour, depending on how it feels. Um, but it, it's driven by wanting to accomplish something. It's driven mm -hmm. by wanting to not waste my life. Um, it's driven by, I want to feel good. And these are some of the things that make me feel and motivate me to do the other things um, that I need to do in my daily life. Some of the things I don't want to do and some of the things that I very much desire to do. So it's centered around both sides of the coin, because believe me, there are certain things that we we should and need to do that are not necessarily the, the, the warm and fuzzy things that are we mm -hmm. want to do. Um, so really, it's about staying within those confines and operating in, in and out of those confines so and it gives me to be honest with you it's a simple word it gives me some purpose in life mm. mm -hmm. and, I, and i think i you know i watch believe me i, I was i watch enough tv and you watch enough you know things and you read enough things that i realize that there is a certain segment of the world that don't have a purpose mm. you know they're on they're, they're aimlessly they're wandering through life mm-hmm and then you wonder why you don't have any, you know, because I, I think everybody has dreams. I, I, I'd like to believe everybody has dreams, but I don't think people do enough to foster their dreams. And for you to do that, you, you're going to have to have some focus and you're going to have to have some discipline. And that's, you know, that's kind of, kind of the engine that makes the car go. Yeah. yeah at, least from my, at least from my perspective. 100%. So, Erica, I want to catch you up on something that I kind of threw out there a little bit ago, and it, it kind of plays into what you were saying when you're talking about the things you want to do and the things you don't want to do. Um, so I was looking at discipline versus focus, and I kind of looked at it and said, you know, things that are on the discipline side of the fence or personal discipline are impacted by internal factors because it's your internal clocks and your different things that are causing you to have lack of discipline, whereas focus are generally impacted by external things, external things that are distracting you from what you need to be focused on, right? So I think that's an important piece to look at it. Uh, Chris, you brought up some something right there and we're talking about consistency, 
persistency uh, and how all of that is also, I think, very important from a discipline standpoint is to understand and realize that you do have to continue to be consistent, be persistent about whatever it might be. And that, again, new habit, changing a habit. Uh, and we live in such a society today where they expect things to just, you know, turn and burn. I, I, I didn't make this decision and tomorrow the world should be different, right? That's not how it works. It, it take you have to stay focused to it and you have to be consistent and persistent as you work your way through it. And that's another piece uh, that I think is important is evaluating yourself. Uh, and then I, I use the term giving yourself some grace of, you know, I'm not there yet, but the key component is yet. Not just focusing on the fact that you're not there, but you're just not there yet. Because it's going to take time to break the old habit and form the new habit. Uh, and, and just giving yourself some grace to work work through that that time frame. And I know, Erica, we've talked about grace before in one of our previous podcasts, so I know that's a, a big subject for you. But in relation to discipline and focus, let, how about you share a little bit of what you think about giving yourself grace or not? just don't beat yourself up, basically. Oh, we lost, lost, her, we lost her audio. Hold on. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Go ahead. For me, one of the things that I'm working on now is really trying to break myself from the habit of eating so much sugar. That's oh, okay. and and I and I feel I've, I'm in that same boat with everybody else, trying to learn how to break that habit. What I'm finding out is a lot of things are really uh, quite physical, not just uh, just a mental drive of fun, but physically mm -hmm. having to go through the withdrawal of it all. And so it really does take that discipline to kind of suffer through those little aches and pains when you're coming out of something like that. So I'm, mm -hmm. I, I too, I'm trying to, to get there. The working out piece, it's putting it on the calendar and just getting up and going to do it. Usually for me, I'm having to have an event that I have to attend to motivate myself to get back in the gym. I wish I could say that, oh, just being healthy alone was the reason why I do it? No. Mm -mm, nah. Normally it's because I'll see a picture and I'm like, you know, I really need to be more consistent, more disciplined. But if you give yourself some of those incentives, some of those reasons why, and you hold that up and, and, and make that one of the, um, one of the incentives that you have to get up and go, I find that it makes keeping uh, yourself disciplined a lot easier. At least for me, it does making mm -hmm. sure I remind myself, okay, this is the why you're doing this. This is your motive. Now, it doesn't have, really have to be a great motive. It can be quite vain. You know, it doesn't have to be something healthy necessarily. Yeah. I know the psychotherapists watching this are probably like, oh, Erica. But if it gets you to do something positive with your body, with your, you know, with your mind, with your uh, mental capacity, as well as your physical movements, do it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's yeah, absolutely. It's like I got to fit into that dress because when I wear that dress, I want everybody in the room to go, damn. So you, you <laughs> Forget run about that cholesterol. Forget about <laughs> diabetes. Who cares? I got to wear that dress. Got to wear that dress. Right? No, absolutely. <laughs> that is so true. Um, it, it's true from that standpoint, though. Uh, but that's okay. 
you know, find whatever it is that is your motivators, your reasoning to keep you on the straight and on the narrow, right? You know, it's it's like when you go down and you, we all want to have that burger or whatever it is, and it's like, but do I really have to have the French fries? You know, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's, it's funny. I just read a thing the other day that kind of blew my mind when you talk about health, and I'm like you, Eric. I'm kind of conscious of trying to be more definitely more conscious of what I eat, how much of different things that I eat. And uh, the article is very clear. It says two cheeseburgers, eating, sitting and actually eating two cheeseburgers is healthier than eating one cheeseburger and an order of fries. And oh. I was just like, wow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a huge eye opener when you think, I love those fries, but I know. Me too. They really? <laughs> is it that bad? But yeah, that's the, basically the scientific <laughs> show that, yeah, you can have two burgers or you can have a burger and fries and the burger and fries is actually less healthy for you than the, the two burgers are. So uh, anyway, just interesting thoughts. Um, so let's flip to the other side for a second. So I want to talk about focus. And um, you always hear people talk about, you know, the importance of discipline, which we all know. But then what is focus first and foremost um, is what, and Chris, I'll start with you. I'll come back to you in just a second. If someone were to say, uh, what's your definition of focus? What do you do to stay focused? How do you describe what focus even means? Uh, what would be your answer to someone asking that question, Chris? Well, I mean, obviously we, we talked about earlier, we talked about the definition of focus and obviously the definition of focus is to concentrate your attentions or efforts on a goal wish or desire. Um, one of the things that I have learned about myself, and I think everybody's, there's some uniqueness to the individual is that what I've discovered is it's like, I'm like a computer. I've only got so much capacity. And we, mm-hmm. Brian, you and I've had extensive conversation about this over the last, you know, six months, I'm guessing. Um, and what I found out as a learning lesson is that I had my, I had shrunk my capacities probably, uh, probably like your computer when you save pictures and you save, you end up having so many pictures that you look up and they're like, you only have X amount of RAM left or, you know, <laughs> things of that nature. And what I found was about, I don't know, three months ago, four months ago, um, I found that I was out of capacity. And now, you, you know, you and on the backside, you and I and uh, uh, another colleague of ours have been talking about creating a new entity and going down a certain, you know, exploring some business uh, opportunities. Well, when that, when all this stuff kind of got approached to me, I realized, I didn't realize immediately, but I realized over the course of about a month that I had no capacity to take Mm -hmm. any new ideas in, any new thoughts, any new processes. I had no ability. It was like, it was kind of like trying to (laughs) a brick to, you know, to somehow uh, integrate into my mind, I didn't have it. And mm-hmm. I struggled with it for a long time. And I and I had to have a lot of internal conversation with myself. Obviously, some of the people that I, you know, you and some of the other people that I are my trusted in my trusted universe. And I had to slowly strip away, you know, remove some of this, you know, some of this, un, this, uh, capacity that was just being filled with other people's crap. Let's put it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause a lot of times that's what it is. It's not you. 
it's other people bringing stuff to you. And I mean, you would get everybody. No, I guarantee there's nobody immune to that. If you sit down and think about it, you're like, yeah, somebody brought their stuff to me and they wanted me to, they wanted me to think about their life or they wanted me to manage their life. And I'm not, that's not what I'm here for. You know, your, uh, what I broke it down to, you know, your poor planning is not my emergency. And that's mm-hmm. what, you know, on a couple of levels, I had to do that with a couple of people, you know, and not, and I, and I guess what I'm trying to say, it wasn't necessarily that I needed to have a conversation with them. I had to have a conversation with me, mm-hmm. you know, because I think there's, you know, you choose to take things on. I'm a caring person by nature and it's a double-edged sword. You know, it works for me and sometimes it works just drastically against me. And I found out it was in matters of me caring for other people, the people that I care about, I was taking their stuff. And I had to make it, and it actually boiled down to the fact that one or two of these people, I had to have conversation with them like, hey, this is your life, this is my life. Hey, I care about you. You know, I want the best for you, but I can't manage your life for you. I can't be your problem solver when I'm trying to solve my own problems. So once I started to to uh, to step away from owning someone else's problems, I started to be able to deal with my own self. Mm-hmm. And over this last month, definitely over this last month, things have, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm in a pressure cooker. You know what I mean? I mean, believe me, I got these people's stuff going on but i'm like it's not my problem and that doesn't mean unfortunately we i think we some of us i should say we fortunately someone like me equates that to in some weird little perverse universe that i don't care Mm -hmm. what that means is i care about me a little bit more (laughs) than i care about their problems Mm -hmm. and what that's done is, is it's really freed me up you know now i'm able to you know, because I've been uh, one of the things I've been, and I'll, make, I'll I'll try to shut this down real quick. I've been trying to get to a point where I, I want, I've decided I want to do some continuing education. Well, you got to have the capacity to be able to do continuing education. Absolutely. And I didn't have it, and it was just pissing me off for a while. Why? Why can't I? You know, usually I can just step into something. I'm about to step into it now because it. You know, I had to. You know, as I think you and I talked in the green room, it's about clearing the deck. Correct. So I've been working on clearing the deck. Um, depending on who you talk to, they may think it's selfish. I think sometimes you have to be selfish. Yeah. You. Yeah. Well, Erica, I know we've talked about talking about not necessarily being, using the term selfish, but definitely using the term self-care mm-hmm. and the value of that. Um, so from a, a focus standpoint, how about, Erica, I know you share, you have some very specific things that you do for yourself to make sure that you stay on the straight and narrow and can stay focused because you have a lot on your plate. So how about you share a little bit of what that journey is like for you? Well, I've learned that it's okay to be what other people might call selfish. Go ahead, block out the time, turn off your phone if you need to. You can let everyone know, hey, I'm disconnecting. I'm not gonna be on social media. I'm not answering phone calls. I'm not checking emails or I'll check emails between this particular period of time and then go away, go sit somewhere quiet. Or if you like to go for a walk, go for a walk. If you need to go for a swim, go for a swim. But you need to be able to be, to a certain extent, what other people say is selfish in order for you to accomplish what your goals are. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, when you are able to be happy and you feel 
whole, or at least you're moving in the direction of finding joy, then the people around you will notice and they will be attracted to that and wanting to be, want to be a part of that. And whatever you have to do to keep sustaining that type of attitude, that type of energy, they're going to enjoy it. They're going to want you to do that. And anyone who doesn't appreciate that positivity in you and the steps that you're taking to be joyful and to be your complete self, anybody who doesn't appreciate that, they'll fall off and they need to fall off because Mm -hmm. they're really getting in the way of who you're supposed to be and why God put you on the earth in the first place. So if they fall off, that's okay because they weren't your kind of people to begin with. That's Mm -hmm. fine because there's some people out there that's better suited for them, right? It's okay. If they fall off, it's all right because there's another group that will have a better outlook that's, uh, or at least an outlook that fits into their way of seeing the world. And they really need to go and be with that group, not with you. So I find that when you surround yourself with that positivity and go ahead on, take that little time to be what other people say is selfish. Um, what you're actually doing is freeing people who don't have that same outlook to go somewhere else and be around their, um, their clique, their group, their circle. And then the people who are supportive of you being focused and you accomplishing your purpose, those are the people that are going to either be attracted to you or if they're already around, they're going to be the ones sticking with you. And for me, that really helps. Um, I'm pretty guarded about the types of people that I'm around. If somebody's a negative person, they tend not to like to be around me too much or around people that I'm typically around. So I I don't know too many people like that because they they fall off real early. Okay. Um, But I I found that that is one of the easiest ways to stay focused. Uh, And I find myself being surrounded with people who have their own goals and they stay focused on what they know their purpose is to be. So that that's what's been working for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting you bring that up because that's that, you know, understanding what your swim lane is, where you're going, with the direction that you're headed, uh, and understanding that there are going to be people who will be swimming with you in that same direction. And there are going to be some people who will probably be swimming in the opposite direction, right, within that. and realizing that you have to block those people out that are going the opposite way and team up with those people that are swimming in the same direction. And then things change in life too. You know, you in a, in a certain decade or a certain age, you might be swimming this particular direction and all of a sudden you go, hey, you know, left turn, right? Mm-hmm. And those people who are swimming with you this way can't wait, 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 we don't mm-hmm. want to go that way, right? Yeah. That's okay, right? You find some more people that also made that left turn and you create a new circle of support and a new circle of friends. So I think that's a, a key component to it. I want to jump back to something. This is an interesting thought. So I was obviously doing a little bit of research on this topic and I came across a gentleman that his position is that both discipline and focus are emotions. And Logically, I've, I, I struggle to process that, to think of either of those two things as an emotion. So do either one of you have a thought on if that makes any logical sense from one? Because it, it seems to be more uh, emotion versus feeling, none of the above, or 
none of that at all. What, what would you think when somebody says discipline is an emotion? Yeah, a focus, like a focus is, it makes me happy. Discipline makes me sad. <laughs> I'm saying it like a kindergartner, but you know, happy, focus, sad, discipline. <laughs> so from your chair, then you see that as a relatable thing to say that is yeah. a, a, an emotion. Mm -hmm. Chris, what do you think? How, how would you, how do you feel about that? Well, I think there, I think there's, there's some root in, in the emotional uh, aspect of, the, of this all. Uh, I'm an emotion. I'm a very emotional person, and I've been learning how to control my emotions. I've been really work, working. I've been finding discipline in controlling my emotions. Mm -hmm. um, I had a. I have a scenario I'm going through right now. I did some work for a guy, and uh, I'm finding out great guy. He's all over the place. I mean, he is all over the place. I've been trying to get a check out of this guy for like two weeks now, right? And this is not that he doesn't want to pay me. I, I, I figured that out early on. This has nothing to do. He's just a train wreck. You know what I mean? He, I mean, I'm getting text messages, guy. I'm over here. I'm over there. And he's telling, and he's communicating with emotions. Mm -hmm. And what I'm learning is this guy has very little discipline. He's his emotions are driving everything. Now, yesterday I wanted to be mad about this because we were supposed to get together. And he said, "I got your check." I'm in Waikiki. I was in Waikiki yesterday uh, for a business meeting, uh, a breakfast meeting, and uh, I had communicated that with him. He said, oh, I'm going to be in Waikiki, too. So I figured, okay, we'll, we'll get together. Well, I finished up my thing. I text him. He's like, oh, I'm still with the client, blah, 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 blah. Hang on. I want to, you know, I'd like to meet you over here. Well, I was able to cut through that real quick. In my mind, I was like, I'm, I'll be sitting in Waikiki for the next two hours waiting for this guy if... If, if I, if I let, and then I'm going to be mad. So mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I basically cut, I just said, you know, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to, the discipline for me is to keep going and with my day. When we catch up is when we catch up. Now you, you, I'm sure you can figure out the moral of this story. We didn't catch up yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I found I, I, the whole day went by, got tonight, the, the, the sun went away. I'm like, Hmm, I haven't heard from this guy. So I reached out to him. I'm like, and I had to think about how I wanted to reach out to this guy. And I'm like, um, you know, how, how'd your day go? I, he said, I'm still in Waikiki. And I'm like, well, that's freaking crazy. You know, <laughs> I, it's Friday. I, you know, you have those cute, you know, certain days we have certain cues. Friday is that day you want to, you, you want to get your business done. And, and if you, you want to go sit on the couch, you go sit on the couch. You want to go out to the bar, you go to the bar. You want to do whatever it is you want to do. And, I had to catch myself because he's like, well, I'm still in Waikiki. Do you want to come down here and pick up your check? And I'm like, I'm, I, 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 just, I thought, no, I don't want to go down to Waikiki and pick up my check at eight o'clock at night. I don't want to be in Waikiki at eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. I ended up responding, okay. I ended up responding okay. You know what I mean? That's all I said was okay. Yeah. And, I, and I let it go. And then I wanted to see how he would respond. Mm -hmm. So about an hour later, I get up. Well, I'm finishing up in Waikiki, but I got to head to Waimanato. I'm like, I said, oh my God, you're, you're a crazy bill. <laughs> and I, my last response was, go do what you need to do. Oh, but he told me, he's like, I, I'm going back to Waikiki in the morning. I said, perfect. Hit me in the morning, whenever it is. I'm in Kaka'ako. Basically, I'm trying to direct him because I don't want to drive to Waikiki to pick up my money. I shouldn't have to. Yeah. Uh, but it just told me how marketably different 
we're approaching our lives. I would never have allowed, you know, plus I would have never told a client, or, you know, unless it was, you know, something that was an emergency that I'm going to work on a Friday night over a simple project. So you don't have time parameters you operate out of, any of that kind of stuff. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of emotionality to this. And you have to learn how to be disciplined to not allow your emotion to take over and run rampant in your mind. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I look at that in this way, and and I, I don't see either as as an emotion. However, I see both discipline and focus of things that impact your emotions, right? As Erica said, I'm happy or I'm sad, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, so from that chair, I totally see that, uh, especially, uh, well, both sides technically, because obviously with discipline, um, you know, you, you have, when discipline, as I said earlier, is mostly internal. So it's the beating yourself up because you didn't get out of the bed to go work out today and you said you would and you didn't and now you're beating yourself up so emotionally you're stressing yourself right so that the discipline side the focus side is a little bit different but because a lot of those are quote-unquote external factors however you still have to manage that and as erica was saying just a moment ago sometimes it's people that need to be cut Sometimes it's activities, places, or things that need to be cut. And sometimes you don't necessarily have to cut them completely, but maybe there just needs to be walls at certain times, right? And I'm in this mode. I'm trying to accomplish this. So I'm inside this space. For right now, it's just me inside this space. When I get done with my task, then the walls can come down, and now you can come in. It's all kumbaya. But understanding that there are times from a, a discipline or a focus standpoint, and especially when it comes to your emotions, how to keep all of that in check, not feel guilty. You know, uh, some people have younger kids and maybe they start to feel guilty because they feel like oh, I'm, I'm focused on this or I'm doing that and I'm blocking out my kids. But that's also an important piece of it. So that's an emotional draw as well. So understanding that both of these things and, and from the way I see it, definitely do draw and, and, a, and a, a kind of attach themselves to multiple emotions that we have to deal with uh, every day. And for each of us, it's going to be a different scenario as to which emotions and how strong it is and how we go about trying to manage it. Uh, but it's all about self-awareness, right? How aware are you of these things? What are the triggers? Where are the landing points for you when you have these emotions that do get hooked? And then how does that play out in your life? And getting your hands on that, I think, is very important. So let's look at this, too. So now we've talked about, you know, um, discipline, how they're different. Uh, obviously, a little bit why people see them in some of the same light. We've talked about the emotional pieces, having to be persistent and consistent to get your way through it. Uh, what I really want to talk about right now is the overcoming the challenge of remaining or staying persistent and consistent. So one of the first things that I wanted to put on the table, and then you guys can kind of talk a little bit about it, is uh, just not beating yourself up, right? Because I think that is where the train gets derailed really quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Because especially when we talk about discipline or focus, it could be either um, 
you, you're losing the discipline, you're not, you're not staying focused. So you start pounding on you, right? Uh, it, how do you get out of that mode? What are some of the things that, and Chris, I'll start with you and Eric, I'll come to you next, that you've done to, to kind of break that cycle for yourself of just you know beating yourself up and you know, just being nicer to yourself when things are not going the way they should because you are not as disciplined or as focused as you should be. Well, I can tell you right out of the gates, one of the first, one of the first things for me <clears throat> is uh, just being, you know, when you run into, it's, it's back, we're back to chaos again. We're, we're kind of back into, you know, kind of working your way back towards chaos when things aren't working, right? That's right. typically how that road goes. When things start to break down or, or fall apart or, or things are not working, uh, you're finding limited to no success. Um, um, what I, what I want to do is have, I want to do, I want to get into what I call uh, positive affirmations mm. you know first and foremost identify why it's not going your way is it something that you're causing is it something the outside forces are causing first and foremost identify that first right. then once you can put a you can put a you know you can put a, a, a sticker on that or post-it note or whatever then you can start to uh literally reverse engineer from that point and for me it's it's about this, the positive affirmation. I am good enough. I've had success with these things in the past. How do I, how do I refine that success moving forward? Slow it down, you know, mm -hmm. make it make, you know, I heard, I always hear that. It's, I always associate the word manageable with you, Brian. You're, a, you're the manager kind of guy and mm -hmm. I'm the manager kind of guy. So it's about to, how do we manage that? You know, it's just like me, that story I was just telling you about the guy. He has to be managed. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do I manage him? And I thought about it. I was like, <laughs> you know, your first inclination is because I get emotional, and then I then I want to, you know, you, then you kind of not physically, but you proverbially want to punch him in the face. And <laughs> it's all right. nobody nobody benefits. He doesn't benefit. I don't benefit. How do I put this thing back on track and show him? You know, for me, it's it's about showing somebody the way. You know, I thought I I, I genuinely like this person. Um, I don't like how they operate and move because they clearly don't have any rules. You know what I mean? They are, they're not, or they're not using whatever rules that they may or may not have set up. So it's how, how do I want to talk to this person? So I took all the air out and what I want to do is take all the air out of the program. You know, mm. back to me now and take all the air out of the program. So first and foremost, manage me. Um, but really it's, a, like I said, it's about that self that self-talk, that positive self-talk, yes, this is not working out the way I wanted to do, but it can work out. How do we reverse engineer it and come up with a new plan that's going to be satisfying to me and will probably be, and will probably benefit me over the long haul? And what we're doing is I'm creating a new discipline. You know, mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of that over the course of how I deal with people because it everybody brings something to you. You don't want to hear. I mean, trust me on that. I, mean, you know, I hear, I hear two, three things every day that I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Um, but how not to take it so personal, you know, cause that's one of the first things for me is I take it personal. We all take it personal. You're, you're lying. If you tell me you don't take it personal, mm -hmm. try not to take it personal, take the air out of the room, come up with a new game plan, come up with something that's acceptable to you. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So Erica, how about you share? Um, and I know we've kind of talked about this previously too, uh, you know, just evaluating all of that, I guess is probably the best way to look at it. Sure, sure. For me, I allow myself room to ex have different experiences, explore if I'm interested in something, giving myself an opportunity to learn more and have that experience. And I do remind myself that they're very, very successful people in the world currently and in history that have failed. And um, in fact, one of the books I'm listening to right now is Leadership. I forgot the historian that it's by, but um, I'm in the chapter discussing Lincoln. And one of the things about Lincoln was that he was always willing to um, self-correct. And when he made a mistake, he was very open about saying, I apologize. And then in addition to that, Lincoln was very open to um, expressing, this is my opinion based upon the information that I have. But if I have other information, I'm open to changing that opinion. He, he didn't make himself just so stuck in the ground that if he learned that he was wrong, he took it personally. Like, mm -hmm. he didn't have some depression issues. He had, he, he was a manic depressive. He had some mental things going on too. But in his everyday life and in his career, he learned to not be so beholden that he took a failure or um, a mistake or the need to change an opinion that he stated publicly previously. He didn't feel like that made him less of a, a man or mm. that he was so dug in that he couldn't pivot and change to the situation at hand that day, that moment. And so reading about different people like that in history and reading about leaders currently, um, that's made me understand that, hey, if I make a mistake or if I need to tweak something, whether it's a speech, whether it's PowerPoint, whether it's something in the company, it's okay. It's okay. As long as I'm still breathing and I'm daily making incremental improvements, I'll get there. Right. So that's one of the things that I have learned over time with um, great successes and huge failures, huge yep. failures. I've, I've learned that it's okay. Cause you know what? There are some people, a lot of people much, much smarter than me, much with a lot more money than me that have had huge failures. I mean, think about these people who got kicked out of the old, their own companies, you know, they were the inventors, they were the creators. I mean, and they got kicked out of their own companies. How bad do you think they felt on those days? Right. You know, to get kicked out of your own company that you created with your partner, right, from college. Everybody at the table, you brought to the table and they vote you out. Yeah, vote you out, yeah. So very few people probably have days like that. I've never had a day like that. But mm -hmm. the people who have, they survive, they live. Yeah, and probably go on to create the next greatest thing, right? It's all about- uh, I'm waiting on that iPhone to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I wait, I keep checking every day. <laughs> you know, that's, that's get knocked down seven, get up eight times, right? That's, that's what you have to do. So you brought up something in that I want to touch on it because um, you talked about failures. And, you know, I mean, I, I actually had a note 
prior to you even saying that, failure equals success, right? Because you are going to not be perfect in your discipline. You're not going to be perfect in your focus. It's just not going to happen. But the, the thing is, and the other note I made was just own, own that, own that fact that that is not going to be how it goes. You're gonna have those days when you slip, you trip, you fall and everything else around it. Sometimes because of things you do, sometimes because of outside factors and which you also have no control over how those things play out. So understanding and just owning that so that you don't start to put all of this weight on you um, because once you start to heap that weight on your shoulders and feel like it's unbearable, then you kind of, you know, I give up, I quit. And that's the, that's the place you certainly don't want to get to. So just own it, be honest with yourself. And, you know, another thing that I made a note of talk about here, and you, you kind of framed it too, and just talking about honest, and this is the key component to this, is honest, 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 honest. Can't say that enough. Honest self-evaluation. Okay. Every situation is different. Everything's unique. It goes back to what you were just saying, Erica, about Lincoln and how he said, based on what I have today, this is how I feel, what I think, what I know, right? So that's the evaluation piece. So let's say he learned something new. He has to reevaluate that particular thing. So that's the thing with evaluation or self-evaluation. You don't do it once and then you're done. It's an ongoing evolutionary process with the evaluating that you need to do. So, A, what what is the situation? What are the details? What are the parameters of the situation? Figure what that out, what that is. Then what actions did you take within that situation? You know, own all of that and be honest with yourself. Here's what I did or didn't do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What were the results that came out of that situation, the action that I took, and then this is how it played out, right? Document some of these things historically. So you have a you can look back on, you know, historically how things play out, but just kind of use that self-evaluation process and honestly go through that. And again, you might have to revisit it time after time after time after time because different places, different parameters, different things happening in the world, yada, 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 yada. It's like, you know, can you truly say that our world and how you evaluate things today are different pre-COVID versus post-COVID? Probably because things operate a little different. People's mindsets is a little different, you know, all of that plays into it. So you might have to just reevaluate those things. So I think that's a really key part of um, how you continue to pick yourself up, as you talked about, and, and move forward when things are not going the way you expect, especially with your discipline and with your focus. So that's all I have. Final thoughts. Let's go around and then... Uh, Chris, I'll start with you just sharing, you know, with our audience, any last tidbits that you think would be relevant with regard to maintaining and staying true to your discipline and to your focus? Well, definitely the, for me, the discipline is to keep reevaluating. Every, just like you said, I think you just, you were talking about that. You know, I, I reevaluate right now because I'm, you know, this for fact, um, I'm coming out of a uh, traumatic, dark space that I've been in for at least the last year and a half. And I'm finally feel, feeling like I'm coming out of it. But the discipline for me was to stay persistent, to stay kind with myself, um, 
to stay to reinforce myself, to have the people in my universe reinforce me, um, to not be afraid to admit where I am on a daily basis, even if it's not good. You know, you know, a lot of people don't find that very strange that someone would admit that they're not doing well. Well, that helps me to, to get better. You know, I think a lot of people are get hung up in the pride of it all, the ego of it all. Well, you know what? I've been beat down. I, I've, you know, you talked about falling down so many times. Well, I equally know how to get back up, or at least there's something that's built in my system that allows me and makes me get back up every time I've been deep beat down, whether it's the life, whether it's the world doing it to me or whether I'm doing it to myself. I know that there's a better day for me. I'm fully in, engrossed in that idea that there is a better day for me coming, but I need to stay with it, stay, digital, stay vigilant, stay disciplined, and, and, and to a certain degree, stay focused on that better day, whatever it is, because I don't even know what that better day it totally looks like. I mean, I have ideas because we do have ideas, but the fact is, is the self-belief in myself that God brought me this far. He has taken me through a, a myriad of challenges and hurdles and pitfalls. But at the end of it, he's always brought me back up. Mm. And I, that's one of the disciplines that I'm, that is and beliefs that I'm creating within myself. And I hold on to it dearly. Uh, Erica, on your end, thank you for talking about people, you know, uh, you people cycling out of your, your, your universe and your process, because I'm firm. I didn't believe in, I, I, I didn't believe in that before, but I also believe in that now is that there are people that you're, they're going to, they're going to cycle their way away from you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some folks are going to cycle their way in with you. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day is what do you want for yourself? Do you, do you want something good for yourself? That doesn't mean that it's going to come easy. In a lot of cases, it's going to be hard, but, if you have the self-recognition to understand that, then you have a chance. And really at the end of the day, for me, I just want the chance. It's really what I want. If you give me the chance, I'll make something of it. I'm not asking you to give me anything, but the chance. The chance. Yeah. Absolutely. Chris, thanks for sharing that. Erica, what about you? Final thoughts to share with our audience? I agree. I agree with Chris. And then I'd also add, um, don't be afraid when you're doing your focusing and you're being self-disciplined, give yourself a treat. Don't be afraid of rewarding yourself. You don't have to have anybody else give that to you, right? Not necessarily a, a, a bonus or not your, your husband, not your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, but you really can give yourself a treat, whether it's, you know, going for a swim in the ocean, like you like, Chris, or, you know, going to get a nice fruit salad or going to get a pedicure, massage, or, you know, just sitting around eating strawberries or taking an Epsom salt bath. Don't be afraid to treat yourself, reward yourself for all of your hard work. If you're focused and you got something done, you don't have to wait necessarily to get the money. Go and do something really nice for yourself. Mm -hmm. If there's anything I want to tell people is don't hesitate to be good to you because you're really good to everybody else. So why shouldn't you spoil yourself? And I'm talking about it could be as basic as getting yourself some fresh strawberries or cherries. Whatever mm. your thing is, sit out on your porch or go you know, <laughs> by the water, sit and just enjoy yourself. 
You don't have to, don't wait for that. If you stay focused, you do what you're supposed to do on your checklist, then you deserve a treat. That's my attitude about it. And that helps you stay motivated. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, no, thank you. for That is a very true piece of it because uh, you don't want it to all just be the hard work. You also need the reward pieces of it too. So having that. For me, um, it is, if there's something that I can just share and, and leave with everybody, it's be realistic, especially realistic with yourself and, and, and those within your, your world, your universe too. Um, yes, you want to, you know, strip, set goals that stretch you and that challenge you and that, that move you forward. But also as you're doing that, evaluating um, the things you commit to from a discipline and focus standpoint, make sure that they are things that are truly realistic and attainable. Um, a lot of the times that's what we do is we, we set such high bars and there's nothing wrong with setting the high bar as long as you've also put some steps to reach it. Right. But it's like we want to go from here and just take one big step to here, which is unrealistic. So if there's anything that I would share is continue to set the bar high. Absolutely. But make sure that you realistically take the time to also understand, OK, what is it going to take for me to get there? How long is it going to take me to get there? And then all of that's written in sand. Right. So. Give yourself some grace from that standpoint. Understand that, yes, you thought it would take six months. It might take two years. The key is that, and as, as Chris mentioned, he just wants a chance. And the, the chance is to have a new opportunity every day to continue to work toward whatever that, that goal that you set for yourself, wherever the target is. So if that, that's the last piece that I just want to share is to, to, to be realistic about it and to make sure that you break things down to a level where there are attainable, realistic steps, because momentum is no joke. That's what you want on your side. You want forward progress. Chris, what's your line? Progress is measured in progress, right? It's not how much progress. It's the fact that you are making progress. So I well, think that's a component to it. Well, you know what I said? Actually, the, my quote is <laughs> progress isn't measured in distance. It's measured in progress. Correct. Absolutely. And I, I say that every day to myself. Um, and it's the thing that probably keeps me sane right now is that I, when, when things start to get, I feel like it's going a little sideways. I go back to that thought and it tends to calm me back down and, and I, and I can refocus again on the mission at hand. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, thanks for joining Erica. Thank you for making the time, even though you're out on vacation, enjoy that. Chris, as always, it's good to have you here as part of the crew. Uh, I want to thank you guys. This has been great. Hopefully our audience got some great nuggets out of this that they can start to apply to continue to focus their discipline moving forward, stay on track. Be kind to yourself uh, as you go through that process. And, and again, understand that it is a journey. This is all a journey. You, 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 you're not going to arrive there one day and say, all right, everything's perfect. That is not how it works. This is an ongoing journey, and we're here to kind of go along with you on that ride and, and, and share everything that we can to help you continue to grow and evolve and, and work your way towards self-excellence. So thank both of you. Uh, everyone out there, take care. Take care of each other and enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's been a pleasure. Take care.